with this new government, I really want to see them listen to the scientists when it comes to climate change and really follow their advice and address their immediate and urgent concerns in terms of what we have to do to phase out fossil fuels and gas and just embrace the amazing opportunities that we have in Australia around renewables, creating thousands, hundreds of thousands of new jobs for our nation, new industries, new careers for our children, cleaner air, a stabler economy. We want to see the policies and the plans come to life immediately. There's no time to lose and no doubt all grassroots organisations are behind them to help them make it happen. There are dire warnings that New South Wales will be hit by increasingly extreme weather. 2015 was the hottest year since climate records began. Your show this July was the single hottest month in recorded history. Australia sweltered through its hottest spring on record. Climate change is now affecting every country on every continent. It's the rate that's a great concern. And what do you put that rate down to? Oh, it's human activity. We have everything we need. Some still doubt that we have the will to act. But I say... The will to act is itself a renewable resource. Hello and welcome to Climactic, a podcast on the Climactic Collective, a group of independent podcasters from across the range of the climate communities of Australia and New Zealand. Every week on Climactic, rain or shine, we either produce or feature an episode of a climate-engaged podcast. This could be from one of the shows on the Climactic Collective or beyond, and you'll always find a link to the show we're featuring at the top of the show notes. My name is Mark, and I'm the publisher of the Climactic Collective and of this show. And if you ever have any questions, I'm always reachable at hello at climactic.fm. This introduction was recorded on the lands of the Boonwurrung people of the Kulin Nation. I wish to acknowledge this is stolen land, and sovereignty was never ceded. It's been a full week now since the Australian election 2022, but the results are still coming in. As I record this on Sunday, the 29th of May, I've just read that another seat in Brisbane has been called for the Greens. It's exciting, heady stuff, and I'm so thrilled by these results, and I'm sure you listening are too. But what I'd like to do in this episode is go back to the day after, to Sunday, the 22nd of May and play you a bunch of rapid reactions from people across Australia involved with climate groups like Farmers for Climate Action, Australian Parents for Climate Action, Bushfire Survivors for Climate Action, and play you their reactions to the election that was. I'd like to thank the Climate Media Centre and especially Dylan Quinnell so much for doing these recordings and sharing them with the community. It'll be his voice you'll hear introducing each speaker, And then, straight from the horse's mouth, as we say, the voices of people who've been working so hard for this result for years. Enjoy. So, Fiona Davis, CEO of Farmers for Climate Action, what is your response to the election result? Voters across the country, the suburbs and the city have spoken clearly. They want stronger climate policy. And this reflects what we're hearing from our more than 7,000 farmer supporters from right across Australia. And how important do you think the issue of climate change was in the way people voted? 
The issue of, of climate change was incredibly important and the vote for climate was not just seen in city seats for teal independence. In regional seats across the country, voters backed candidates who backed stronger climate policy. And finally, what do you and Farmers for Climate Action want to see the next government do differently? We need deep emission reductions this decade to protect Australian farmers from extreme weather events caused by climate change and to ensure that we're able to continue to produce food for Australia and the world. Australian voters have sent a really clear message and we hope that all politicians listen. Strong climate policy can reduce the cost of living in the country and the city by cutting electricity bills and transport costs. Let's get on with it. Thanks for your time. Fiona Davis, CEO of Farmers for Climate Action. So Joe Dodds, President of Bushfire Survivors for Climate Action. Uh, just three quick questions. Number one, what is your response to the election result? I'd have to say that relief is my biggest feeling after that. Relief, not necessarily because of who won that election, but because of what won the election and the what being climate change. To see that that was the issue that motivated the majority of voters was absolutely magic and it makes me feel reassured that people understand what's happening in the climate and are prepared to vote about it. Number two, how important do you think the issue of climate change was in the way people voted? Well, it, I think the numbers said it all, that that was people's top issue. Um, so we, we were hoping three years ago that it would be people's top issue, but that was before the big blocks on the fires and the floods that we've seen uh, on the East Coast, um, I think people have realised how urgent and immediate this threat is and that driven awareness of the risks of climate change and at the same time we've been reassured that we do have a path out of that through renewable technology that already exists. So I think people were on board with that message and they voted accordingly. And finally, Joe, what do you or your organisation, Bushfire Survivors for Climate Action, want to see the next government do differently? We want to see progress on this issue, desperately, urgently, fast progress, because I think the zero emission targets need to be as tight as possible because nature isn't going to wait for us to muck around here. We need to get cracking on reducing our greenhouse gas emissions. That's what it comes down to. That's what we'll be asking for. That's what we'll be going in and, and meeting with ministers and, and anyone who will listen and saying start doing concrete things on this because otherwise we're going to look at worse disasters in our regional areas. Thanks very much, Joe. Dr John van der Kellen, Chair of the Office of the Environment Australia. What is your response to the election result? Uh, we're overwhelmed, really, with the results. Uh, we were hoping that there would be a shift to more politicians who are aware of the impacts of climate and this seems to be what has happened. Uh, the population has uh, taken this on and uh, have voted uh, to uh, see extra uh, advocacy around climate. And how important do you think the issue of climate change was in the way people voted? I think it was uh, seen as the most important issue in many of the uh, polls that were taken. Um, and I think that clearly after all the uh, climate events that we've seen over the last two years, uh, people had it in the forefront of their mind. Uh, so they were looking for people that they could vote for who they knew were going to uh, be more proactive about climate. And finally, John, what do you and Doctors for the Environment Australia want to see the next government do differently? 
Well, um, climate change is the greatest health uh, concern for us and we want to see the government uh, acknowledge that, that, that climate change is a, a significant health uh, burden um, and we would like to see them make uh, changes so that there's a reduction in emissions as, as fast as possible and we would like to see them uh, help us in the healthcare industry to uh, reduce our own carbon footprint and yet provide uh, high-quality healthcare. Thanks for your time. Dr John van der Kellen, Chair of Doctors for the Environment Australia. Thank you. My name is Dr Jasper Lee. I'm a healthcare professional in Adelaide and an organiser for Australian Parents for Climate Action. My response to the election result is definitely one of relief. Uh, with the election of a new Albanese government with some level of crossbench support with the Greens and the Teal Independents, it appears that we finally have a way forward to actually get real change on climate. I really did feel that climate change was an important issue for um, a lot of people around me. I work in the Mitcham Hills, which is part of the Boothby electorate. It's a beautiful area surrounded by bushland, um, but has an extremely high bushfire risk. And this is something that um, has really been of, of great importance to um, local residents who are my patients and many of our members who, uh, who live in this beautiful area. Uh, for us, we kind of see that things are really going to get worse if we don't um, stay uh, within the IPCC goal of trying to uh, minimise global warming between 1.5 degrees. And this has a real material effect in terms of our physical safety, the comfort of our, of, um, of our most vulnerable people in, in homes and the type of future that our kids will inherit. Or would our organisation like to see the next government do differently? We definitely want to see uh, the next government embrace more ambitious targets uh, for um, emissions reduction. The IPCC report requires uh, high-emitting countries like Australia to be really reducing their emissions by 75% by 2030. So we really need to uh, get the Albanese government to be more ambitious than where they currently went uh, with the election. We would like to see a moratorium on new fossil fuel projects. We can't be hitting the brake and the accelerator at the same time if we're going to make any sort of meaningful impact on our emissions. And within South Australia, um, we really need to be tackling uh, clean transport as our uh, largest um, emission sector. We want to see more incentives for electric vehicles, uh, for um, changes in terms of energy efficiency in homes, and the transition to a green hydrogen and green manufacturing um, uh, industry for our state. Uh, Australian Parents of Climate Action are also looking um, to try to encourage the new government to uh, adopt solar on schools, which is a program to create renewable microgrids uh, on every single school and childcare centre in Australia to both reduce emissions, uh, increase um, energy resilience and reduce uh, household costs for electricity for everyday Australians. My name is Anna. I live in Reid with my husband and two children, and I'm a volunteer for Australian Parents for Climate Action. I am so relieved that we have seen so many strong voices for climate action elected, particularly in my electorate of Reid. Sally Sitter recognises the need for climate action, and she's been a champion for it throughout her campaign. So I'm really looking forward to seeing her represent my community by working for a safer future climate for us and our children and one which will also make our communities healthier, more resilient and fair on the way there. 
After the drought, the bushfires and now the floods, so many people were desperate for meaningful change on climate policies. And I hope all federal politicians recognise this and take climate action seriously. There are so many good policies that would reduce our emissions while making our homes comfier, our energy bills lower and our air cleaner. Overall, I want to see a target of 75% emission reduction by 2030 with fair policies to support all Australians along the way. National Director of the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. What is your response to the election results? Watching these election results flow in, one thing is incredibly clear, that voters right across the country, no matter their age or where they live, really want to see strong climate action as a priority from the next government. And the community has shown that a government who wants to shirk responsibility when people are on the front lines of floods and bushfires a government that wants to pour billions of dollars of public money into new coal, oil and gas projects just isn't good enough and we need change urgently. And how important do you think the issue of climate change was in the way people voted? Climate change has been a really significant issue in deciding this election. We've seen that from a number of different polls that were taken in the lead up and on election day itself. And especially for young people, we know that climate change is a top issue in determining how young people vote. We are voting for a safe climate future. And with record levels of youth voter enrolment, we had a really powerful impact in making that message heard this election. And finally, Alex, what do you and the Australian Youth Climate Coalition want to see the next government do differently? With so much community support for ambitious climate action, we want to see the next term of government commit to no new fossil fuel projects, a just transition beyond coal and gas to 100% clean energy, and a plan to support Australians who are already feeling the effects of climate change, particularly in regional areas and for low-income communities. We want to see the next term of government step up and take action towards climate justice uh, and involve the community in that process. Thanks very much. Alex Fuller, National Director of the Australian Youth Climate Coalition. Hi, Charlie Prell, Chair of Farmers for Climate Action. What is your response to the election result? As a sheep farmer, I just think it's fantastic that at last climate has become the issue not just in the cities where the independents had a field day, but also in the suburbs and in the bush. There are substantial swings in the bush towards particularly national um, members who have been progressive on climate, looking for action to address the climate challenge. And you've spoken a bit about this, but how important do you think the issue of climate change was in the way people voted? The two issues that influence the voters appeared to be very strongly climate and integrity in government. And those two issues are interlinked. The, 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 the fossil fuel companies have extraordinary access to our politicians and it's time our political system was cleaned up with an integrity commission and it's time the climate was cleaned up with aggressive action to and finally, Charlie, what do you and Farmers for Climate Action want to see the next government do differently? Farmers for Climate Action have been really, really strongly calling for interim targets 
as we progress closer to 2050. So we need uh, a target for 2030, a target for 2035, a target for 2040, so that we're not just on some ethereal journey, that we have a step plan to get us to net zero by 2050, preferably earlier than that. Thanks very much. That was Charlie Prell, Chair of Farmers for Climate Action. The Climactic Collective.